Carson's going to talk a little bit about that. God bless you. Let our classes go back. Thank God for the Sunday school department. Thank God for our teachers. Man, I pray for all the Sunday school departments from all the way from the east to the west and the south to the north. You know, in that time of prayer, I thought, God, how, how marvelous that would be to see the power of God all the way up from Maine, all the way down to the Florida and all the way across, across every church. I'm praying for unity and praying for all of us. It's only one head. I don't care how far out you go, what kind of organizations we may call ourselves. If we're built upon this same foundation of repentance and baptism in Jesus' name, the infilling of the Holy Ghost. We're one body. We're one church. And, and I realize men, and sometimes our own ways, we cause some divisions and separation. But God help us. Help us unify like never before. Amen. I really believe that. There's nothing more beautiful, more powerful than for us to unify. And regardless of age, regardless of cultures, regardless of what we may think and, and look at times of why it may cause us to separate. Greater is the kingdom, greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. I mean, there's far too many scriptures, amen, that, that, that actually puts us back together, join us back together. There's only one head, amen, and that's who we want to serve, that's who we want to please, and and follow after a man. So the purpose of the church. Anybody got a real clue what the purpose of the church is all about? Anybody glad to be a part of the church? Man, I'm glad to be a part of this apostolic one God church. Amen. And uh, the revelations and the blessings and the favors that we've experienced. I thank God for all the forefathers. I thank God for this, some of the elders of this local assembly. And then right on back, some of our previous pastors and those that blazed the trail, that fought devils, that made great sacrifices, that even this assembly would be here today. And then others, a man from the early 1900s as it was introduced into our nation, into our country, and how that it has blazed and made its way through one means or another, and that you and I could be a part of it. And uh, we never should take lightly come in the house of God allowing things to distract us and I know there's a lot of things as the song says 700 things on my mind but when we come here we need to come with our minds made up prepare our minds our hearts our spirits I'm coming to worship God I'm coming to to give praise and I'm coming to hear I'm coming to respond I'm coming to see the mighty hand of God the power of God I'm gonna be a part of that and then when I leave here I still want to be connected in a manner and a way. And the writer talks about it, how that they didn't just go home after services and start planning for the next, you know, Sunday service. Amen. They didn't go home and prop their heels up and just kick back. And, well, I've been blessed. We've done good. And, amen, and just, you know, find a place of ease for the rest of the week. No, amen. There was a number of things that would happen from caring for the widows and orphanages and those that was uh, underprivileged. But not only that, they was willing to go out in marketplaces and things of that nature, used of God, used of the Lord, and the gifts, amen, the gifts of healing, the gifts of working of miracles. And uh, we've talked on that some in the past. And, and uh, it's the will of God for every local assembly to have vessels and have these gifts. And, and uh, you know, some will tell you, uh, some that's wrote on it uh, talks about, you know, there's really no one, you know, they have, they have got it. But as you watch this lesson today, and you're going to notice one of the things he brings out, and it's called exercise. Man, when you become familiar and, and you become sensitive into that operation, um, any of you that started any of your trades when you first started, you may even thought about, man, I picked the wrong trade. I will never learn all this, but, uh, but today you may walk into that same situation 20 years later. You don't even bobble. You don't even think twice about it. You know, immediately you hear a few little things and you know exactly what to do, how to respond to it, how to fix it. You do it in about the third of the time it used to take. And, 
and you go home. Why? Because you allowed yourself to be exposed to that and you begin to exercise yourself into that and so you gained wisdom and knowledge and, and then you also gained a, a confidence and faith because as you begin to conquer those problems, it don't matter if it was electrical or plumbing or, or you know, it was construction or welding or cooking, or, you know, making cat, cat head biscuits and, you know, I mean, just, you know, one thing after another. Uh, but because you begin to practice this, you know, if you practice enough, you may not become the, an expert like somebody else, but you'll definitely improve, amen, from where you're at. If you cook them long enough and try at it hard enough, ladies, you get up every morning at 4 o'clock and cook biscuits every morning. I promise you, in a little while, you'll, you'll master that, amen. You'll, you'll conquer that. And, man, if you'll practice getting up every morning, well, see, I just go right on cutting up. But anyway, uh, it's, it's really about practicing. It's about exercising. And the writer talks about that to a certain degree in our lesson here. Amen. To be used. Why? The purpose of the church is to, first of all, you know, you got to experience it. And, and there's some statements made in here. I'm a little, I'm asking God to really help me to understand because uh, with a lot of things that's going on and with the term Pentecost today and so many that's attaching themselves to Pentecost uh, you know, there's some that claims that, but if you walked in among them, you would say, who's Pentecost? <laughs> I don't know, like, like no Pentecost I know of. But anyway, I ain't saying that to be ugly or judging or anything like that, but that's the very thing that's happened, amen. They come in unnoticed, unaware, and they begin to try to attach themselves and to make claimers, amen, that who they are, just like some lawman that puts on, you know, they may have put blue lights and they may have a badge and they may have a certain type of uniform and, and you try to be a policeman. And, you know, it's a, it's a crime, isn't it? And, you know, if you don't have the authority to back it up. And so that's the same way with the church. We need that authority and power to back it up. And so one of the things that helps that to us to understand that, one of the things that draw people... In Jesus' day and in the church's hour, now it's, it's going to cause a, a number of things happen. And, but one of the things was the signs and wonders that followed them. But what's also associated with these signs and wonders is going to be battles and struggles. A man that's going to come, they won't come as much in our nation, in our world as it did. A man with Jerusalem and the setup with the Romans and the setup, a man of the Sadducees and the Pharisees as the religious rulers of that time. A man that tried to dominate and control and dictate, a man, the faiths and the beliefs. And I could tie that into some of your Catholics, things of that nature. Man, I could name some stuff off, some daughter works. Amen. And so it goes right into what baptism is all about. Just like Paul and, and, and Bishop Odom talked so much several times about circumcision and how that one doctrine affected and still it never went away. Amen. As, as you go through the scriptures of the New Testament. And so what I'm trying to tell us this morning is if you think you're going to get wonders and signs and everything's just going to stay real peaceful and everything Things just don't stay real quiet. That's not going to happen. Once you start walking truth or pursuing, you may not even have tamed it yet, but pursuing truth. Amen. There's going to be uh, an enemy. There's going to be adversity. There's going to be things start rising up, possibly out of people that you never even dreamed of that don't believe this, that don't believe this truth, that don't believe this gospel. The day with our problem within, in this nation is that most of the people believe that you can just believe what you want to believe. The word of God doesn't mean anything. That them and the man of Stairs got it worked out, amen, that they don't believe that this is forever settled in heaven. It's unchangeable. It's, it's, it's the same for everybody. Everybody's got to come through the same door. Everybody's got to get on the same foundation. And one thing I've really realized, amen, and let me tell you something that's come up lately. Again, now it used to came up you know, several, several years ago, but it's just beginning to appear again. And some even among us is joining in on some of this from all accounts. A man, the light doctrine, according to the amount of light that you walk in. Well, I don't really have a big problem with that light doctrine, amen, as long as you get on the right foundation. But here's the big deal. Most of them are trying to walk in this light, and according to what light they walk in, they never got on the foundation. Boom! That solves the issue. It doesn't matter how much light they claim and what, how much and whatever they do. They're not on the right foundation. I'm telling you, Paul made it clear to the Gentile people. If you don't get on the right foundation, you're lost and undone. 
I don't care how miracle, how many miracles they perform. I don't care how much they astound people with quoting and their educational abilities and all this other stuff. It won't matter. It's only one gospel, one truth. Paul went as far as saying if an angel come and preach any other gospel. The good tidings, the good news. What's this? It's the light. It's only one light. God created light before he ever created sun, moon, and stars. Light was the first thing that he created, amen, to deal with darkness. And so he is the light. And he is a light unto all men. And so, no doubt, everybody is going to walk in true light. It's going to do what? Call on Jesus Christ. And if you with honest and sincerity call on Jesus Christ, guess what's going to show up? So, now, reason all that's so important, that's the same way to walk in the gifts to be, to be the witness that God wants us to be and to, to fulfill the purpose of the church. The purpose of the church actually is to walk into situations and dilemmas that man cannot redeem himself. That man cannot rescue himself. That man doesn't have the resources and the abilities a man to do it. Now just think a little bit about what I just said. If an aspirin could solve the problem, they don't really need your prayers. They're not going to probably call you. If he can just overcome sin on his own and his own ability, then he really doesn't need a church. Sometime it would do us good to go back and see who came running to Jesus Christ and why they came. What kind of situations were they facing? And boy, that puts the pressure on. Talking to Brother Pierce yesterday evening is we's watching these, you know, when you're sitting there and you hear all these, all oh, it's a trauma center now. And because uh, he even mentioned, he said, you know, I seen that, that helicopter bring that young gentleman in a couple of days ago from Natchez. And, and uh, he said, he'd mentioned to somebody, he said, man, I've never seen one from Natchez. Said, yeah, they told him there was anyway situation. And um, so we just never know. But but this is where you and I, as we walk in the love of Christ and through the mercy of God, as we begin to deal with these things. Because our lesson today, when you go to the focus verse in, in Acts 4 and 20, for we cannot but speak the things which we have seen. And heard because the Jewish leaders, captains of the synagogue, was trying their best to quieten and to shut up and to stop the preaching. Because they was questioned by what power have you done this? Who gave you this power? Who gave you permission? By what authority? Who do you guys think you are? You're just a bunch of fishermen. But they couldn't deny the fact. Amen. And you know what? There can be some old problems that's been lingering around for a long time. That Jesus Christ himself may have walked by. And this miracle was the lame man that laid at the gate beautiful. That had been brought there from his mother's womb. Asking God's. That gate probably wasn't so beautiful to him as it was to others. I'm sure day after day of being brought into this situation and place and watching others make their way in. And so as this begins to unfold and begin to take place about the purpose of the church, the, 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 what is it here for? What is the church here for? Do we gather together just to encourage one another and to feel chill bumps and to get our little hallelujah fix and then go back home and enjoy the rest of the week? Or is the church is a kingdom that's been set up to war against rulers of darkness and spiritual wickedness and high places? And I'm going to bring a few scriptures out. Paul's writings into the Corinthians and different ones about this. 
because uh, sometimes we don't want to, we don't want to, we don't want to, as a term used to be, rock the boat. How many likes to rock the boat? Y'all a little hesitant to answer me. I don't blame you. It really depends. I do. I have met some folks that really like to, like to rock the boat. You know, they, they do that for entertainment. They think that, you know, whatever. And that's really the reason. Now, now watch it. Boy, I, I think I just dumped something there. <laughs> if you're just doing it, amen, to, for the wrong reason, the wrong purpose. Again, we've got to be led by the Spirit of God. Wise as a serpent, but harmless as a dove. There's times and places. That's not all. There's callings. Peter took the first. And we read a lot about him. But before it's over with, we're going to see where Paul was ushered in. And you see the changing even from, from Barnabas to Paul. Barnabas could have got all upset and jealous and whatever. But thank God, no, this is a kingdom thing. It's not about me. Because I'm not the one that can heal anybody. I can't save nobody. Huh. Y'all, y'all, I want y'all to pray for Toby up there. He's, uh, <laughs> he had me go in the second time and pray for Matthew. And then that second time, he said, man, I wish you could just stay up here. I'm thinking, oh, God. <laughs> I said, no, man. One, you need Jesus Christ, I promise you. But, uh, but anyway, uh, so that God will help us. You know, we're just a vessel. And that's what it's all about. Man, here's the one. I promise you, Jesus is the one. It's his name. And when you speak his name, when you call on his name, time you come in here, that's what you do. It's, it, he's the one. And so the purpose of the church is to show them Jesus. And his love, and his, his ability to deliver us, and his ability to walk with us. That's the reason it's so important how we walk and conduct ourselves. You know, it's one thing to do it here in the house of God. It's quite another to go out in them highways and byways and workplaces. And that devil's breathing down your throat. <laughs> and that thing's about to explode. And that's, there's the real that's a real catch right there. And we can do it. I think God gave us two great examples of followers of Jesus Christ called Peter and Paul. How many of you think that Peter and Paul was a little hot-headed? How many of you think they was willing to say what they felt and take on the actions to back it up? How many of you read in, when after they was converted that they changed their methods and ways and response? And we got to do the same thing. We're the church. We're a new creation. We represent a different kingdom. We walk the power. How many of you believe in the power of the word? How many of you believe in the power of the spoken word? That's the reason at times, you know, we can say in the name of Jesus. Jailhouse break before it ever become a song. <laughs> Our God has opened up the prison doors before. And not just for his little darlings, but for everybody that was there. To the point that the that the keeper was gonna fall on her sword and die. He said, Man, I'm doomed. So, there is power, folks. There's really real power in the power of the spoken word. And so, that's, that's where we walk. This is the spirit we walk in. This is the wisdom that we walk in. This is the, the umption and the anointing that we got to walk in. How, how to handle this. How to respond and, and deal with it. Why? Because the purpose of the church Purpose of the church is to save souls. We don't pick and choose. 
We just sow the good word of God. We sow it. So, as we look at this this morning and, and start and, and actually, uh, as you go into the book of Acts, and I, I guess we're just going to try to, as much as we can, go through some of this because uh, this is what created it. Go back to Acts, the third chapter. Now, the writer starts out in Acts, in Acts 1, and he talks about, you know, the 120, and then you have 3,000. So now we got 3,120 approximately. Man, that's, uh, that's heard the message, that heard the gospel, heard the truth. One message. One message. 3,000. One day. 3,000. Man, what a revival that would be. Man, if we had 3,000. <laughs> Hallelujah. We'd be more than a field, wouldn't we? <laughs> Man, we'd have to have this whole community. But anyway, but, uh, uh, and it moves from that. And he, and he talks about as, as it continues on. And, and through this miracle, as, as, as Peter and John, as you look at those first few verses in the third chapter, let's look at them, amen, for just a moment. And we can, we can watch what could counter and what could take place, amen, in these first few scriptures with the lame man, with the lame man himself. What if you had been the lame man? And watch Jesus maybe walk by, no telling how many times. Others that walk by. But there's always a season. There's always a time. There is a purpose in the kingdom of God for us as individuals and for others that we may encounter. Because <laughs> this is a good, good, good situation. How many of us would have liked for now some 40 years of thereabout? Being crippled, lame. And, and no doubt the scripture talks about, uh, so we know he's lame in what? His feet and ankles. He had never walked a day in his life. But now he's got to wait upon the time for it to happen. Now Peter and John went together to the temple in the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour when a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate and the temple, which is called beautiful, to ask alms of them that enter into the temple. Who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asking alms, and Peter fastening his eyes, a man upon him. Now, now watch this. With John and said, look on us. Now let's pause a second. Because things can go through your mind and all quickly when these kind of things are transpiring, even our own personal lives. Can you imagine what this lame man had maybe thought when Peter was coming along there and he said, Hey, look on us. Man, got his attention, man. He probably, hey, they fix them. Fill my cup up. They ain't no telling how many hundreds they fixing to give me. But watch the next thing out of Peter's mouth. Silver and gold have I none. Lame man. <laughs> Why don't know where are you going to get me? You know, I mean, immediately he could have just, the blood run out of his face. The joy, the, the expectation. See, the church has got things to offer to them. You know, a lot of people, boy, I don't be, a lot of people want just handouts. Really, they don't want you to teach them how to fish. They'd rather you fry the fish and give it to them. That's what they'd rather. And can I preach there a second? A lot of people want you to pray for them but never learn to pray themselves. Especially when we've been around the church for seasons of time and experienced and heard the word of God and things of that nature. Hey, I'm telling you, God wants us. No, notice this. Brother Nathan sent one of the messages out, and I heard it again yesterday, what brought back about the, the, the light doctrine. Amen. And this guy, this Dr. Bo, he mentions, he said, I'd rather use the term maturity. Maturing. How many wants to grow up? How many of you are glad you're not sucking the bottle this morning? I mean, you're glad that you don't have a pacifier. You know, they say we make full circle. <laughs> Amen. 
So there may be a day that somebody may have to, you know, put it in the blender or something. I may, I may have to suck it out of a bottom or through a straw. <laughs> there are some characteristics I'm watching <laughs> through some. Amen. I promise you, they make it full circle. <laughs> Amen. God help us. <laughs> and uh, so, so even, even living for God, you know, uh, so living for God, we want to reach that place that uh, I don't always have to be pampered and I don't always have to have the attention. Uh, uh, Brother Patricia was telling me yesterday even, and I hate to just make sense, but I'm going to do it because it fits in. Anyway, they was, um, they was, anyway, the time that, uh, that, that uh, Matthew had went down and, and, and uh, they was really working for him and, and things. Anyway, they started working anyway. Uh, but there was, there's another little girl that's across the, across the way over. And uh, during, and this happened a day or two ago, said that uh, when they was all in there working and trying to do, said she was there, she kept looking and doing, and he said, hey, she's, something's not right. But anyway, so all of a sudden she takes that plate of food and just slings it out of the hall and it goes everywhere. <laughs> man, and, and when there's a said, oh, man, we ain't got time for this. And they said the bottom line is she wasn't getting the attention she wanted. Somebody else was. And so these are, these are characters. These are ways. These are spirits and, and things that, you know what? I'd love to tell you the Holy Ghost just conquered all that, and it will if we'll let it. We all got traits. We all got customs. We all got ways. We all got, nobody's exempt. Y'all looking like the lame man I was talking about a while ago now. <laughs> no, but you know what? We all got to, nobody's exempt from this. Okay, I'll put, my, put myself on top. And so I, I've realized, amen, that God, I want you to really work on the heart and the mind and who I am. Because if we're going we're gonna to see these things in this end time, and folks, it's it's coming. It's it's getting here, and we can it, we and we're going to decide. You and I, as individuals and as local assemblies, are going to decide whether or not we're going to be a part of the revivalist part, or the part of the ones that's falling away. I'm telling you, it's happening already, in churches and beliefs that have not found it and received and rejected the gospel and the truth and the right foundation has already seen it falling away. And the apostolics, the Pentecostal, and the one God church is not going to be exempt. we got to go through the same testings, the same trials, the same storms, because that's what makes the difference. Amen. It's how we walk through this and how we allow God to guide us and direct us and use us. And the real key to all that. Now, Brother Ford done mentioned about Paul and the beatings that he received. How many of you believe he's a special vessel? How many of you believe that God mightily used him? And I talked about Timothy Wednesday night. And how that maybe anybody would be a little hesitant to join up with Paul. I mean, it took a while, and, and Barnabas, amen, to have even the right hand of faith. In fact, he moved upon Paul and told him, get out of Jerusalem. They won't accept you, Paul. you got to get out of Oh, no, man, I crucified him. I put him in prison. And God told him, said, you got to go. Because the church won't accept you right now. <laughs> How many of you can find it a lot easier to work with this one than you can't that one? I'm just going to, I'm just going to. Huh. And so, if we're not careful, we'll, out, we'll, we'll make, if we're not careful, we'll start making excuses. And I just wonder if some of these little things is what really hinders. Now, God's blessing, don't take me wrong here. But I don't think none of us are seeing what we want to see. And what we want to experience. Can I put it that way? Man, to man, I, I'm still looking. I'm, I'm, I'm expecting, you know, a service falling here one night and uh, one day. The baptism, the Holy Ghost, just baptizes this place. I'm talking about everything in the house and everything in the house and everything that don't even have the Holy Ghost in this house will leave this place with the Holy Ghost. The 
power and the presence of God would be so, uh, be so convincing of stirring and moving. Hey, God, God can move. You know, people can be as whatever they want to, but I'm telling you, God can move us when he wants to. I don't care how tough they are, care how bad they are, how much old they think they might be. God can move us. God can, they can be such a visitation in God. We'll do one or two things. We'll either draw nigh to him or flee. We'll do one or the other. We won't be able to hang. We won't be able to stay with it because of his power and his presence in the house. But this is what you and I have got to walk in to see the miracles, to see it unfold, and to see it take place. Oh, Lord, help me. The purpose of the church and the truth about God. So, as they prayed, and Peter fastened his eyes and gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them, then Peter said, Silver gold have I none, but such as I have, I give thee what I've got. Can I, can I say this? How many remember the statement, you don't hardly ever hear it no more? We used to hear it back 40 years ago. <laughs> if, it's, if everybody in this church was just like me, what would you think of this church? And I know we're all little heads and nods, but you know what? That shouldn't be true. Paul wanted us to be like him as long as he followed Christ. But apparently, he was leaving such a great example. It wouldn't bother him one bit that everybody would follow after the footsteps of himself. What I'm trying to tell you is, you and I have got to get in a realm and a relationship and a walk with God. Yeah, I wish they were following my footsteps because I know where I'm going. I know who I'm serving. I know who's mastered my life. I know, amen, who's ruling in my life. I know who's, whose orders I'm following through day in and day out. I know who I'm bowing my knee, knee to. I know who's, who's, who's set up throne in my heart, mind, and spirit. That's the reason I don't worry about tomorrow. That's the reason I don't worry about six months from now. I don't worry about any of that. God's already got it mapped out. And I done read the back of the book. It's a done deal, honey. We've got this thing won. And that's the reason we don't walk in fear. That's the reason we don't walk in doubt and unbelief. That's the reason we don't get bogged down and baggage down. And we don't let the opinions of others and ideas of others and eye judgment from others. No, I know who I'm pleasing. I know who I'm following after. And when our spirits are right, and we're humble and we're meek. <laughs> you know, there's some things that's been happening the last few weeks. And man, I've been praying. I said, God, I want your will. We're not after just a number, I, I, we're after our numbers, but we want the number God wants us to have and the souls that God wants us to have. We want them the way God wants us to have them. We don't want, you know, if I started raising cattle, you know, <laughs> I don't want to get two or three 18 wheel loads and get me three or four bandits unless we go to Texas and, you know, and load them up without, you know, just, I mean, go over at nighttime and load them up and just bring them back to Mississippi. I, I, you know, I, you know, I don't think that's the way to start the cattle business. <laughs> it might be the cheapest way to get, get away with it. But, and I'm not interested in having a church here. That amen, the flocks and the sheep is coming from other directions and other places. There's enough right here, God, in this outreach where we're at to fill this house up and fill up all the other houses. Amen. And so that's what I'm talking about. There'd be such a, a presence of God. Amen. Why did they enthrone Jesus? Why was they so attracted to him? Drawn to him? Miracles, wonders, and signs. 
Now, some may have come just for the fishes and loaves, okay? But yet, there was those that was honest, that was sincere, that was hungry. As we sung about the water, he is the water. He is that rock. He is the center of this thing. And this is what you and I would try to portray to everybody. It's not us. It's, it's, it's not even how we're dressing. It's, it's not all that it'll come in time. But if we can just persuade them, amen, of repentance and baptism in Jesus' name and the infilling of the Holy Ghost. Experience that. And then let the Holy Ghost lead and guide you from there. But what brings some of this unto us is what took place here with Peter and John. As he reached out and a miracle took place. Now this miracle, the Bible calls it a notable miracle. It caused an uproar. It caused such an uproar, amen, that you read and you see that it's a second. A second message that is given by the Apostle Peter. And this is where, amen, you see another 5,000. After this miracle, and after the attention, amen, there, and the preaching, amen. And even though they came and took them, and taken them to prison. But the Bible says at the end of that chapter, talking about 5,000 that believed what the apostle Peter had said and had taught. Become believers, followers. Out of, I don't know how many was there. And so, when you pick up in the fourth chapter, and this is where a lesson really comes from. And they spake. And the people, the priests, and the captains of the temple, and the Sadducees came upon them, being grieved. Now, this miracle, they was grieved over the miracle. They was grieved over that this man that had been lame for 40 years was miraculously, supernaturally, had received healing. And from that point, Peter began to preach unto them the name Jesus and the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. He didn't, he didn't put it behind a veil. He didn't hide it. He didn't put it off. And see, that's what you and I, we can't just come on Sunday mornings and Sunday nights and Wednesday night, enjoy the light, enjoy the anointing, enjoy the favor of God, and go back to our homes and don't do nothing for the kingdom of God it's not the will of God what the will of God is he wants us wherever we go to work whatever encounters we have whatever Walmart, Burger Kings, McDonald's wherever we go every day whatever conversations at home and in that place with the spiritual epistles with the representation of this this illuminating light and this revelation Amen. That the Holy Ghost itself that bears these nine fruits that flows out of us. And, and the willingness to serve. And the willingness to make the sacrifice. And to make the commitments. Amen. To see this happen. To see it unfold. And, and see it come together. And, and so as you watch this all begin to take place. And they, they, they was grieved at this had happened. They thought, man, we thought we'd done away with this man called Jesus. I thought, man, it's a done deal. We ain't got to worry about this any longer. Now, all of a sudden, because Peter had taught them, it wasn't by their holiness or righteousness or power that this man received. It was faith and faith alone in the name of Jesus that this man stands here whole. Man, God's in the business of making us whole. <laughs> Which is where you also get the word holy. And that's how it all works together. Man, and I'm going to tell you something. What comes out of here, what radiates out of here, you may not even say a word, but what radiates out of here means more a man, and it's just as important as where you put all of this. Because you can paint a rotten board, and now the Old Testament talks about that. When you reject God and reject the truth of God, this is what you've got to look forward to. Your bones becoming as rottenness. The structure and the ability to hold up. And we're going to see a lot more of that unfolding in this end time. Especially individuals that claims or confess to be Christians. There was a little in your Sunday school lesson, a little writing there that made me a little about Using that term Christian. 
Now, it's in the Bible, and they called them Christians. But there was a reason for that. That means to be Christ-like. You know what the word Christ meant? Anointed. So go back to the what? Now, watch this. The same message. Peter, he brings it to him. The stone that they rejected. The stone that they denied. The prince of life that they had hung. And they'd done it ignorantly. They didn't know. Come on, somebody, let's, give them, let's give them a little break there. But now, but now they have the opportunity to hear the gospel. Hear the good tidings. But now they're coming. Amen. They want to put a stop to it. And they, they cast them in, in this evening time. And so they throw them in prison to the next day. And so they bring them in. And so now you got Alexander, John, and Anderson, all the high priests, and all, all the kinsmen, and everybody. There was somebody, man. They got, and they bring, they bring Peter and John and put them in the midst of them. Now, and the writer even talks about this. He said some, that was some of the same group that had Jesus had to face. And so you might could imagine. Amen. How Peter and John, but if you read on, you're going to see they faced them with great boldness. Because now they had the Holy Ghost. And that's what the difference in having the Holy Ghost is facing difficult and suffering times with the assurance of the Holy Ghost is with us and walking with us and helping us. And so this, they began to respond to them. Amen. And they began to, the Bible talks about, took notice. Hey. Ain't no doubt they're, they're ignorant, which meant uneducated, unlearned. They'd never been into any of their schoolings, never been any of their classes. But there's something about the presentation that Peter and John's making here. And that's not all. There was a group there, especially the lame man that was standing there as a witness. And our lesson talks about that. My time's running out. But, but the eyewitness, because you go back to our focus for We can only tell what we have seen and what we have heard. That's the reason when they come to the house of God and we pray over them, intercede for them, and miracles take place. That's the reason the man that was with his blinded eyes, he said, all I know. He told me now just say, to take up my bed and walk. And the other priest told me to go and wash. And it was on the seventh day. He told me to do these things. The man that killed me told me to do this. And so that's the same way with you and I. Amen. That's the reason I believe. I believe, folks, we're the most liberated, delivering people on the face of the earth. We're the most happiest people on the face of the earth. We ought to grumble the least among us. We ought to complain the least among us. Oh, come on, let me preach to us. Amen. We ought to bellyache the least among us. God's revealed His truth to me. God's filled me with His Spirit. God's washed me in His blood. I don't have to worry about material things. I don't have to worry about my tomorrows. He's the author and finisher. He's already got it. I go to God. I call on in the name of Jesus. That can turn a situation around any moment. He gets ready. I don't have to depend on the White House. I don't have to depend on the mansion in Mississippi. All I got to depend on is walk with God and let God have his way. And if I'd face a trying time, guess what? He said he'd be there. He'd be there to comfort me. He'd be there to help me. I don't have to have drugs to get me through the day when I got the Holy Ghost and Jesus. We may face times and difficulties and sudden accidents and depths. And we're not exempt from all that. But I'll tell you what he promised he said, I'll be there. The tragedies of life and the decisions of others sometimes that may affect us and how we have to remain and live the rest of our lives. But you've got the comfort and the assurance. But God's for me. If God's for me, who can be against me? See, we get, we get bogged down with some things that when the rapture takes place, None of that's going to matter. None of that ain't going to mean anything. And most of all those things that we get so whatever about don't bring but just a little bit of satisfaction. We enjoy it for a little while and the next day we get up. Man, folks, get them new automobiles. We get them new automobiles and we won't, you know, we wash them, we do this, we do that. And give them about a year and two years of paying them notes. And we get to looking at that thing, man, I wish we'd have never got that dumb. 
After a while, man, hey, man, you kept it spotless on the inside. Them little babies, hey, man, they just had to sit there and couldn't do nothing. After a while, man, they crawl over the seats. They can do whatever. All that wears off. All that gets where it don't mean nothing. Because really the only thing that's going to mean anything to us is our fellowship and relationship with God and working in His kingdom. Seeing, amen, the lame and the halt and the maimed, amen. Hallelujah, being ready anytime that God wants us to. Hallelujah, reach out to others and show others. The very latter part of this lesson talks about James' writings. Amen. True religion. Amen. It's them that's willing to visit the orphanage. It's willing to visit the widows. It's willing to visit the unprivileged. Amen. To help people and reach out to people. It may not be much, but God gave me what He gave me to bless others. That includes talents, skills, and abilities. Man, to witness and to be a witness of His goodness and grace and mercy. That's a reason it's so important for every member of this assembly. When somebody's up here praying, amen, for all of us to connect. All of us to plug in. That's what we was doing this morning. A certain area of that, that song, some of the body was connecting to the head. And buddy, when you do that, things happen. Things take place. And so, as they had been brought before them and they, 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 they had noticed, they, they had realized, they would recognized. He says, and behold, the man which was skilled standing with them, they could not say nothing against it. They couldn't deny that. They couldn't, you know, hey, this man, they'd saw this man themselves. <laughs> there was some of these that probably had never put a nickel in his cup. <laughs> some of the others may have. But they all, the whole city knew who this man was. That they had been seen healed. When they had commanded them to go aside out of the council, they conferred among themselves, saying, What shall we do to these men? We might see the day whenever they say, What are we going to do with that church? What are you going to do with that bunch? Those that's under the leadership and the authority of the Antichrist spirit. It's coming. That White House is not full of what it's full of by by their means and powers. (laughs) The God of this world that blinds people. Time's not going to allow me to get there, but he talks about that. The the glory and what's hid and the gospel that's preached. Amen. And when you go on, you talk about all that and move into it. Go to Psalms 2, 1 and 3. And, and it talks about how from, from that, even from the very beginning of time, how it's always been that the, the rulers of darkness and spiritual weakness, it's always warred against us. Have you ever noticed when you really start to, you know what, I'm going to draw closer to God. I'm going to fast and pray. I'm going to read my Bible. Things start popping up all of a sudden that hadn't been popping up. All of a sudden things start, and if you're not careful, start irritating you that didn't bother you. All of a sudden, you know what? That's, that's the enemy, amen. That's a prince of the air, amen. They talk about these phones. You talk about certain, certain topics, amen. And all of a sudden, the next day, it starts popping up on your phone. Well, that's the way the demonic world works, amen. When you start talking about, I'm going to draw closer to God. I'm going to start praying fast and drawing closer. You know what? Things are going to start happening. And that's what you and I need to get ready for. As soldiers of the kingdom of God, I'm not going to let it defeat me. No, I'm going to overcome that. Amen. I'm not going to back off. No, I'm going to press on. Why? This is where the signs and miracles are. This is where the revival is going to be at. This is where the victory is going to take place. Amen. Hallelujah. That's reading is so dangerous sometimes to be raised into this, this Pentecostal apostolic movement. We'll take it for granted. It's just been handed down to us. We're raising a generation in this nation that really don't have a clue what it took to purchase this nation and have the liberty that we've got. And that's the reason they're flooding in. Amen. And they don't realize, amen, the very thoughts and ideals that they got is the very thing that'll rob us of the true liberty that we've got. We didn't get here by ourselves. Because we had leaders that believed in God, believed in the Word of God, and doing things in a godly manner, in a godly way. Loving my brothers and sisters. Even whenever we we had conflict. Have you really taken notice to the violence of our world? People shooting shooting others over stuff. It won't make no sense at all. We had it back to Noah's day now. But we can find the grace 
we can find the grace to walk, to be an example. Oh, there's going to be some resistance. How many likes to be resisted? Don't you just love when everybody says, whenever you say something, man, everybody just loves it, and falls in love with it, and takes it, and runs with it. <laughs> but what about them times when they don't? And there's probably more of those times than the, the other. <laughs> I've had to tell a few people in my day, I don't know what we've done until you got here. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. I don't know how we existed. Amen. Oh, well, anyway, it's the truth. Hallelujah. Praise God. But you know what? This Bible's right. That's the real deal. This Bible's the real deal. And it's right. And if we'll just, us just love it, let's respect it, let's hold on to it. And so it's all about the gospel. And so they began to watch them. And so they called them and commanded them not to speak at all, nor teach in the name of Jesus. But I'm telling you, this Jesus-named doctrine has been fought for a long time. They've done their best, amen, to silence it. They've done their best, amen. If you look around, just, and I'm going to talk about this for just a second. I know my time's running out. But if you go to 2 Corinthians 4 and 1 through 5, therefore, seeing we have this ministry, amen, we, we've held it, we've held it, man, we've engaged, we've involved in this, amen, as we have received mercy. We faint not. Folks, it's not time to faint. It's not a time to grow weary and well-doing. It's not a time to start compromising. It's not a time to start looking for an easier route. I'm telling you, the way's always been the way. You just got to stay in the way. And you can't be drawn away this side or that side. No, this is right. This is the gospel. This is the word of God. And regardless of what resists me, regardless of what spirits come against me, regardless who stands against me, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. And if God's for me, who can be against me. Hey, when you walk in truth, there's no other place to turn. There's no other place to go. When Peter was tried, amen. To whom, to whom, to whom? There's nobody else available. Peter makes it plain in, in, in your lesson this morning in Acts 4 and 12. There's no other name given among men whereby we must be saved. There's no other name given. If you want salvation, if you want healing, there's only one name that you can call on. That's the reason Scripture tells us over and over and over and over, calling on the name, calling on the name, calling on the name. Huh. Watch what he says. But, the second verse says, but... But have renounced. In other words, we have rejected. The hidden things of dishonesty. Your spiritual leaders and those that slipped in and start bringing doctrines. Trying to add. Man's always wanting it. Add and do it this way. Or take away and do it like this. Still, there's only one God. Only one Bible. Only one church. I want to be saved, folks. I want ever who comes here, I want, to, I want you to make it. We're not out to offend nobody. We don't preach the word of God to offend nobody. But God, help us to preach this truth. Help us walk in the beauty of this council. Help us deal with whatever spirits we got to deal with. If it's from, from, from an individual or from some Satan himself. And this is a realm you and I got to get into. It's a spiritual realm. There ought to be an atmosphere when we come in this house. I'm talking about a glorious atmosphere. I'm talking about an atmosphere, amen, that any unbeliever walks in this house. Hey, there's something in this house. I haven't felt any other place. There's a glory in this place, man. I, I feel something here, amen. It's alive and well and bubbling. I feel something pulling at me. I feel something drawing at me. I feel something I'm being attracted to. Hallelujah. I see, I see all I can do is what I've seen and heard. That's all we can see because you've got to go to John's writing. He talks about we beheld him. We handled him. We walked with him. All we can do is follow the example that we was given through Jesus Christ. And that's what Peter says. All we can do, amen. That's the reason, amen, when they replaced Judas, he had to be an eyewitness, amen, from the very beginning until the ending and then the ascending up of Jesus, an eyewitness of Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, this world needs some eyewitnesses. Go out in the highways and the byways to lead them and show them the way. This is the way to live. This is the way to be victorious. We've got something, amen, in our hearts, our lives. Amen. And we want to show it to everybody else. So Paul's writings here, as he deals 
with some of this. He says, renounce the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness. Man, we there. Our world's got, if we're not careful. Can I say this without? Bishop Odom says it the same way. Just get an education. Go get what you can. Get your degree in theology. Do all of that. He said, but then you got to come back. You've got to let the Holy Ghost be the Holy Ghost. You've got to let truth. We'll tell you something. If we're not careful, there's going to be some that's going to slip in with these, these Hebrews and Greeks and all this other stuff. You don't think it won't slip in? What's Beards doing? That's just a minute and just a start. But it's not going to stop there. And I know they tell us you can't. Well, that's amazing to me. Most every man that ever backslid out of this church, first thing they'd done was grow a mustache and a, a goatee or a beard. Are you preaching them in hell over that? No, I'm not preaching them in hell. But I'm just telling you in our culture, our day and our time, amen. You know what? Instead of putting all the burden on the ladies, you know, and that's where we're at. You know what's coming next? Boy, I am. And then they wonder about lines, and it shouldn't be rules and regulations. If you've got the Holy Ghost, man, you want to dress modest. You're not for sale, you're not for advertising, you're not trying to impress people with your body. They all look pretty much the same. Some a little more pudgy than others and some a little more whatever. Some of them got a little more hair than others and things of that nature. It's a spirit behind that stuff. That's the problem. The spirit's behind that. Where is that spirit going to lead you? Where is that spirit going to guide you? When that spirit gets a hold of you, and it gets, I'm telling you, when, that, when the devil gets a little bit, he won't stop there, baby. He's going to keep on. And the first thing you know, you'll be entertaining things and getting involved in things. And when you're callous, or when your conscience becomes callous, hey man, you'll get to the point in the place that the preacher can't move you. The anointing of God can't move you. The power of God won't move you. You don't die just all of a sudden. No, it's a process. You allow your conscience to become sheared. Hey man, you shall allow life. And you know what? Some of the problem is the lack of seeing and hearing what we want to in the house of God and seeing the power and the move of God. Amen. Like we want to see it in Bendale. But we're going to get there with the mercy and grace of God and God's helping us and God's leading us because we're going to see the miracles. Because we're going to hear of the miracles. We're going to watch people come out of bondage. We're going to watch people come out of, out of darkness and out of those places. Why? Because this is the light, baby. This is the light. It's not one of the lights in so-called light. It is the light. There is a doctrine. There is a doctrine. There is a commandment. And, and I know my time's up and you can stand. Lord have mercy. Goes on. In these first few verses in 2 Corinthians. But if our gospel be hid. It is hid to them that are lost. If you do a study on that lost. That's actually the group that's That's perishing. That's going to be destroyed. There's no hope of salvation. Amen. They, they, and so. What makes this. The gospel. The good tidings. The good news. Man. The death, burial and resurrection. That's the gospel. In whom the God of this world. Hath blinded the minds. Of them which believe not. He's blinded the minds. They can't, they can't get it. They can't grasp it. Can't receive it. You gotta have a love for God. You gotta have a love for the things of God. You gotta have a love for truth at whatever cost. Doesn't matter what mom and daddy, grandma and grandpa, sons and daughters, or anybody else. It just something has to get a hold of an individual says, God, I want to know you for myself. I want to know truth. And you know what I'm after tonight or this morning? God, help us. Help us to walk in truth. 
not just occasionally. Help us not just do it every once in a while. Can I say this without maybe hurting feelings? I sure don't have intent to. I can remember the, when I got in church. I remember going to Brother Pages. And sometimes we'd go months without having a real move of God. I know we focus mostly on those blowouts. And we focus mostly on those great. And we had them. But not very often. And I'm probably going to get chastised for that. But it's still the truth. Still the truth. I remember times here. I was telling some of them in the hardware store the other day. I remember times when we would go months without a pastor. Months without a pastor. Come in here. We started at 7. We'd get started at 7.15, 7.30. Some would leave and all kind of one thing after. I remember working at the, at the International Paper Company when he was out there in Wiggins. I remember having to work ever. I had to work like two weekends out of the month or something like that. Two or three anyway. More than I wanted to. But anyway. I, mean, I remember one particular one Sunday afternoon. Man, I'm sitting on top of the machines. I was all I worked in the maintenance department. Son, man, I just lost it. I just got up and got to crying. So hungry. I want to feel you, God. Man, we're backslid. We're, we're lost and undone, God. If you don't do something, if you don't help us uh, somehow, some way, God. Uh, I'm going to tell you something, folks. We don't need to take this for granted. We don't need to take what God's blessed us and how he's moving and helping us. I'm telling you, none of us is outside of being deceived. None of us is outside of becoming callous and offended and hurt. Amen. If it's ever been a time, we've got to get our guards up. We've got to get a love for one another and compassion for one another and caring for one another. I want all of us to make it. I want every one of us to make it. I want us to win every who we can in this community or wherever it might be, God. Hallelujah. Because I'm telling you when that moment comes, nothing else is going to matter. It's not going to matter what color the pews was. It's not going to matter what kind of piano we had. It's not going to matter what kind of songs we sung or didn't sing. None of that's going to matter. All that's going to matter is we can make it. That we can make it. I'm going to tell you something else. We've got to have old-fashioned moves of God here. Or these babies don't have a chance. You hear me? These little infants won't have a chance. You drive around visit some churches if you don't believe it. And I'm not talking about visiting nominal churches. I'm talking about visiting one God Pentecostal churches. Folks, we're in for the fight of our lives. <laughs> and this is how. This is the purpose of the church. Standing against the opposition. Standing against it. As much as we want to talk about America. Good and bad. The right situations happen in some of them foreign countries with humanity. We can be as broke as Job's turkey. But we're still going to pull a military together. If the right situation happens with humanity over there. We'll rise up to the occasion. And you know why? And God will always bless us. Because I'm going to tell you something. If it hadn't been for America rising up under the divine hand of God and the blessings of the Lord. I'm telling you the Antichrist spirit and the forces of the, the princes and the powers of evil would have done destroyed this nation. But I'm telling you it's got a time. It's got an hour. But the root of this nation and the heart of this nation is some one God believing people that knows how to pray, that knows how to trust God and rely upon God. We don't rely on the White House. Oh, we pray for them. I got the scripture. Paul talks about that we might live a peaceful life and we got a duty and responsibility to do that. But I'm going to tell you something. The greater responsibility, amen, is to be what God wants us to be right here at the, at the, at the, at the grassroots levels right here. Don't never underestimate your power to witness out there on the highways and the byways. Don't ever take that amen and just, well, I'm just, no, no. You're a vessel of God. You're a vessel of the Holy Ghost. You're the lifeline to somebody out there. Somebody's drowned and somebody's on the verge, amen, of committing suicide. And you could be the lifeline. Just a few words. Just, just your presence walking in. Have you ever done it? Walked into a room, a break room or somewhere, somewhere maybe. You could tell, man, the atmosphere changed. Sometimes to the good, sometimes to the bad. That bad is because you just brought conviction. We're living in a world that don't want conviction. We're living in a world that wants to do what they want to do and how they want to do it and when they want to do it and nobody say nothing about it, including God. <laughs> but, but you know what? There's some in the amongst them. 
that needs somebody just like you and I to be a testimony of the goodness of God and the truth of God that are gird up our loins, that are gird up our hearts, that are gird up our minds, that are heal us and mend us and work for us. Amen. Praise God. Let's hold on to this church. I know it's a lot I didn't get to cover here, and I apologize for that. Amen. Be sensitive to God. Be sensitive to the Holy Ghost. Don't just walk by that person. Who knows? If God prompts you, if God moves upon you, stop. Don't be so busy that you can't help somebody. Don't be so caught up that you can't help somebody. No. Let's share the love. Let's share the love. Let's share the joy. Let's give them some hope. You, 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 don't, have to, you don't have to be fancy with words. Just let the love of God, just let God do it. If you step into it, there's no telling what God. God will quicken. God inspire. Huh. You ever get to witness to somebody and all of a sudden scriptures start coming and things and even you, you're going, look at him. Man, God showed up. Man, I hadn't even thought of that in myself in a long time. You know? That's the way he does. It's the Holy Ghost that does the witnessing. Let it flow. Let's pray. God, we love you this morning and appreciate you today. God, you help us. We want to win souls. We want to be a light barrier. We want us to bond together, unite together. We want to be the church. We want to fulfill the purpose of the church right here in Bendale. Wherever we go, wherever we live, next to our neighbors, it don't make us any difference, God. You help us be the light of the world. You help us be the salt of the earth. You help us show love and compassion, concern. You help us in this house, God. We wouldn't overlook not one single soul. You give us the ability and the insight and the revelation as you lead and guide us in the powers and the umption of the Holy Ghost to do the witnessing that you'd have us to do, to do perform the blessings that you'd have us to, to Pray down the powers of your glory and the powers of your presence. We're thankful, God. You're such a mighty God, such an awesome God, such a caring God, a long-suffering God. And it's through your name, God, that we can see miracles. It's through your name that we can see salvation. It's through your name that we can see the mighty hand of deliverance upon our lives and upon the lives of others. As we lift them up before you today in the wonderful name of Jesus, your goodness and grace and mercy would manifest itself on a regular basis. And we're going to give you all the glory and the praise and honor for it today. In Jesus' name we pray. Love you today and appreciate you. Amen. Find that place. I didn't get to get some of that. Amen. Paul's writing Corinthians, the 12th chapter. Finding your place in the body. I want to be the hand that God wants you to be. I want to be the foot that God wants me to be. Whatever the member, whatever part that might be. I want to find that place. Find that place in the kingdom and do the work of God. Love you this morning. Appreciate you. Don't forget, amen. Uh, pray singers at 430. Prayer time at 530. Come back believing in a great move of God. God bless you.